This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE to get 33% off your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. It is episode number 141. My name is Chris. I am a DJ. I play music. Um, I wish I could say for a living, but currently I don't get paid to play that music, but I still enjoy doing it nonetheless. Paul is still on vacation. In fact, he's going to be getting back home uh, sometime late tonight. So helping me out this week is our good friend, Captain Kirk, once again. Hello, my friend. How are you today? Good evening, everyone. And I will honestly say I feel sorry for Paul right now because most likely he's on the interstate in Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas has the worst interstates next to Louisiana and the Republic of Congo. Oh, is that right? (laughs) And have you been to both? Uh, Louisiana, yes. Okay. Republic of Congo, not so much. I've seen the pictures. Okay. All right. Well, I, just I, I used to live sure. in Arkansas, so I know the interstates well. Gotcha. It's like um, it, Louisiana is a constant pothole. Arkansas is a pothole every 50 miles. Yeah. Like, okay. Just like a 50-mile stretch of pothole. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, right outside, uh, you go down our street, and there's a main the main street that, that runs um, along, and they've been having it it's like halfway been torn up for about a year and a half now um they're they're going uh they're going through and widening the street they're putting in sidewalks and doing all kinds of stuff because technically the area that i'm in is county um but it's being annexed into the city so they're doing a bunch of um they're doing a bunch of improvements and stuff like well, that. So our, our joke is Clinton used all the uh, interstate money for his hookers. Oh, well, that's a very good possibility. You never know. Uh, or that email server, one of the two. Hard to say. Hard <laughs> to say. So, uh, yeah, Paul is not here, and uh, that's okay. Well, you know what? He can he can enjoy his ride back home from Texas. I'm hoping that he had a good time. Yes. So well, you know, Everything's bigger in Texas. It uh, is. I'm not sure about better. It is. That's uh, that's what I hear. So, not a lot in the news going on today, or lately, I should say. Uh, tons of albums are going to be dropping in the very near future. Yes. And uh, yes. what I need to actually do is get a hold of, of Tom and say, dude, are you going to be able to uh, get me some reviews of some of these new albums so that we can share them with you guys? But, uh, you know, whatever works. It's, it's hard to say. We've got, uh, I know Tim and I are doing an interview tomorrow morning uh, at 10 a.m. with Tim from House of Heroes. We're going to be talking about their new album that uh, I got a copy of. I've listened to most of it, and it's pretty good so far. So uh, new House of Heroes drops. um, It's not technically supposed to be available yet, but apparently if you pre-ordered it on Amazon, they left it, uh, they, they like dropped it early for people that pre-ordered it on Amazon. So it's available. It's available now. <laughs> cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to be, I think we're, it's going to be one of the first times that we, Oh, Amazon did pull it. I'm told. So uh good deal. That's good to know. 
So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a broken record, which we haven't done. Probably been about a year since the last time we were able to do a broken record. It's been wow. really tough on us trying to get interviews booked. And there was a period where, like, nothing new really came out. So, yeah. you know, it just it added to the added to the pain of, of a broken record. Well, uh, not strictly a Christian album, but the new Thrice dropped. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm I wondering, I mean, we were serviced uh, Thrice in the past. So I'm wondering... Okay. If we are going to be playing their single, but I don't know that we currently are. Ah, I, I I've listened to it a couple of times and it, it, it's good. I like it. Um, I've never been much for the screamo stuff with that thrice early days, so it's right. definitely more there later. The like to me, the alchemy index is their pinnacle. Okay, um, it's definitely more in line with the, the heavy stuff from those. Chat room says black honey is fun. It is. It's a good song. Okay, good. It deal. is a good song. Well, another band that has an album coming out is Skillet, and apparently we've got a couple of a uh, couple of song clips to be able to share. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one is called "Feel Invincible," and uh, we'll play it, and then you can tell me a little bit about what is going on with that. Okay, Kirk. Okay. Get on my back, lone survivor last They got me in the sights No surrender, no trigger fingers go Living the dangerous life Hey, 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 every day when I wake I'm trying to get up the night Alright, so that's called Feel Invincible And apparently there's been some issue with it? Or well, is it... I can't find the, the the original links, but um, people are not happy. Why? It doesn't sound like the last album. Well, so what? It sound like Skillet. They can't believe Skillet went poppy and added keyboards and electronics. Um, have they not heard that? Rise? And have they not heard Awake? Have they not heard Alien Youth? I mean, honestly, I don't think it's that different. And even if it is that different, does it matter? Ultimately, I mean, we've had this conversation, Paul and I, I know, have many times. We, I've had it with even Josh Clifton on here a few times. I think we did it that episode that you and Josh were together, mm-hmm. where we said, are you not willing to let your band express themselves? Are you not willing to let them kind of play around a little bit and and do something different. Is that no longer okay? Do you want the cookie cutter exact same thing every album? Because if you do, I'll sell you the same album. I'll just change the name. I'll change the title. I'll say it's Skillet, but instead of Awake, I'm going to call it Half Awake and Dreaming. I heard that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Okay, I love all these people that are like, that's not Skillet. I've been following Skillet for 10 years. That sounds like nothing Skillet's ever done. Good. I've been following Skillet for 20 years. That's exactly how Skillet sounds. <laughs> I mean, come on. I will throw down on you. <laughs> they did three <sighs> albums that sound just like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. It, it's... I mean... Ridiculous. Now, granted, I think it's a better blending of their heavy sound with their electronic sound than their more electronic days. Right. Um, but play the second track, and, and it, this one goes way back, and it's going to be all over uh, Fish. 
All right, here we go. This is called Stars by Skillet. A little more worshipful there, at least at the yep. beginning. I'm sure it picks. It might pick up a little bit in the middle, but I don't mind that. I mean, I could, I could handle that. It's kind of like um, uh, Lucy, you know. I mean, or, uh, my friend was referring it to like Saturn from their first album. Yeah, totally. Well, um, now is this the album that the guy who helped them produce Comatose is supposed to be the producer of? I think this is the one they went with somebody completely different because there was supposed that I had heard when they were in the studio working on this album that that it was supposed to be the same guy that produced Comatose was going to be working with this and that made a lot of people excited. Um, I do not know. Okay, I'm not seeing. Uh, well, we need to. Uh, somebody called the production way too loud and it hurts their ears. So. <laughs> <laughs> Get over yourself, please. Uh, Howard Benson is not the producer. I know that. Okay. They went with somebody different. Gotcha. Well, um, I don't know. It, I mean, if the album is somewhere in between all of this, I think I would be okay with it. I mean, I really yeah. enjoyed their last album. Uh, now, I thought it was fine. So I will admit, when I first heard uh, Feel Invincible, I was like, huh? This It was not what I expected. Right. I didn't dislike it. It just threw me for a loop. And, and so I, I took some... And I was like, okay, all right. Hmm. And then I went back a day later and listened to it again. I was like, okay, I can dig this. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, it, I did not expect them to go back to the alien youth, invincible, hey, you love your soul sound. Right. Ever. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with it, though. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, no. Let a band it, play. Let them yeah, play. If you don't like it, that's fine. Honest, don't buy that album. What they're doing is in line with where music is now. So, um, they're, you know, <laughs> They are in business. They may be musicians, but they're also in business. And I think this album will sell. And did you know that Skillet did a worship CD? Uh, how long ago? It was after, or no, it was it was after Hey You, I Love Your Soul, but before Invincible. <laughs> okay. And it was called Ardent Worship. It was the it each had a live album. It was them, Satellite Soul, and. One other band, and Ardent did this like worship series, which each of those artists, hmm. uh, and so that Skillet did theirs at like the Daisy in Memphis. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. I have the album. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on here. We are Leo is looking for help to meet their Kickstarter goal in the final hours. Hot on the heels of its fight back soundtrack, the remix is released. We are Leo has launched a crowdfunding campaign in advance of a brand new album currently named The Rush and The Roar. The time's running short to meet their goals. Since releasing our record Fightback soundtrack two years ago, we've had the opportunity to take in the sounds and motion of life on tour. The band shares on its official Kickstarter campaign page, between sunrises over the Atlantic and sunsets in Colorado Rockies, 
we've been busy sharing music, talking about Jesus, and making tons of new friends. Now they're hoping to parlay those experiences into a 10-track record, providing the fans show up again like they did when they raised more than $20,000 for Fight Back Soundtrack. This time, We Are Leo is looking to raise 12500 There are lots of costs associated in completing a studio album, but we feel confident that we can do 10 songs if we raise $12,500. The campaign site reads... If we raise additional funds, we'll use that money to either record additional songs or make a music video or hire awesome producers to help us make our songs even better than we could do on our own. Although the band has raised more than half of its goal amounts uh, as of Wednesday afternoon, they still have until Sunday evening to raise the other half. The project is about sharing joy and starting rock and roll dance parties. We are Leo wrote. It's about creating songs for fans, friends, road trips, life, and faith. So you can certainly check out their Kickstarter and see. Um, we are, I mean, they, you wouldn't think that they would have it that, di- you know, that it would be that difficult for them to raise the money if they raised 20 grand the last time they did a uh, social crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Uh, you know, I almost think that crowdfunding is kind of, is it losing its luster? Do you it's, think it, it's kind of trending away from the popular thing to do? I don't know if too many people have been burned. You know, I don't know if fans of We Are Leo didn't like the last one. I thought it was well received, supposedly. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, my, my buddy did a Kickstarter and he had a real hard time. If everybody on his email list had given a buck or two, he'd have been fine. Right. And he couldn't get people to give a dollar. Wow. Wow. You know, so he, I mean, he, he was able to get enough to do a couple songs and stuff, but, you know, it's just. And he he did it right. He I, I watched his his ad campaign on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all. He did it right. He kept it up there without it being annoying and everything. Never went anywhere. That's the tough part, you know. It's it's um, it's like you got to be enough to be in front of people so that they remember. Oh, hey, I've got a couple extra bucks I can throw your way, um, mm-hmm. but not so much that it's like block, 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 block. Right. So you got to find that. Uh, you got to find that balance one way or the other. Speaking of balance, the boys in Fight the Fade have, uh, they released a new single, and uh, we are now, of course, spinning it on Broken, uh, but they have a new lyric video. Uh, Lanterns in the Dark is the first single from their upcoming self-titled album, and it has a lyric available for viewing on YouTube, and uh, let me see if I can copy this, copy the URL. Now, I wonder if it'll let me paste it here into this little window and see if it'll uh let's see did it do it oh look at that that's cool i don't actually oh there it is yep here oh and now it's playing look at that this is awesome i'm impressed i'm hearing it twice I over I'm only hearing it once, so it must uh, be a weird glitch weird. for you, but uh, that's okay. So, yeah, there you go. We got the video, and uh, if you, see if you were live with us, you could have seen the video, but uh, it's uh, them. It's funny. It's not your typical... Um, 
it's not your typical lyric video. Like, there's actually them in the band, uh, or at least you see Zine singing uh, while you've got the lyrics going on, and he's dancing in front of a bunch of lights and stuff. So it's pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's cool. I like the, the the video because it's not complicated. Right. It's very simple. Um, I was trying to see when that album drops because I like that single. Um, I need to talk to Zine and find out for sure. It's, uh, he, you know what? Let me check and see if I have him in my chat log here real quick. Cause I know he sent me the single a couple of weeks ago and wanted us to hold off until he actually got the stuff. No, it's not, going. it's not listed yet. Yeah. Uh, let me see about a week later. We should be announcing pre-orders for the new self-titled record due out July First, 2016. Okay. So it's just not on this website. Go. There you go. Ooh, July. That's be a tough one because this, the following week is the new Switchfoot. Yes. Well, there you go. All righty. Uh, let's see here. So we we've got kind of a kind of a main topic today, and I need to preface this with a, a little story. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my neighbor was cleaning out his stuff. He goes through these uh these purge processes where he just feels like he's collected too much stuff and he gets tired of it sitting around. And so he goes to uh he goes to get rid of it. He just some of it he wants to throw away, some of it he wants to uh you know do all kinds of uh, uh like like just hand it off to people. My daughter is sneaking up behind me. What what is it that you need? Okay, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so anyhow, <laughs> sorry about that. Back to back to my story. So we um, so he comes. He he calls me up and he's like, "Dude, I got a bunch of tech stuff." He's like, "I don't want it anymore. You can keep it. You can sell it. You can do whatever you want with it. I don't care." So he brings over this box of stuff. And most of it's old Sony cameras that take the memory stick duos and, and different <laughs> things like that. Yeah, I know. And and But in the box is this little gem of a thing. And I pull it out. And I actually posted a picture on our Facebook page. Um, it was the Sony NetMD mini disc player. Now, what I, I don't know how many of you know this, but I... I was huge into mini discs when they came out. I had to DJ a wedding and they were paying me like six or seven hundred dollars to to DJ their wedding. And I didn't really have any equipment. But I went and spent the money on a mini disc a rack. Well, it wasn't rack mount, but it would sit, you know, it had feet and everything, it would sit with your rack. But Everything at that time, when Minidisc first came out, it was it was supposed to be the replacement for cassette tape. So as far as they thought was, well, you record to it in real time, just like you do with a cassette. But it's this tiny little, it's this tiny little safe, uh, little disc. But it's inside of a plastic case. All right, so it's completely secured and safe, just like an old style floppy disk. It's got a little. Uh, uh, protector that slides out of the way for it to be usable and then slides back in in order to uh, to keep it protected. All right. So 
I bought one of these, and I had the the deck player plus I had a portable player as well, so that I could you know take my Walkman with me wherever I went. And honestly, the thing was huge. It was probably about five inches long and about three inches wide, and it was only you know maybe three quarters of an inch thick. Loved my mini disc player. When he brought this thing over, I was floored because. A, it brought back all these memories about having Minidisc and how awesome Minidisc was at the time, stuff like that. But the one that he brought over actually could be plugged into a computer, and you could transfer things to it like you could an iPod. So I crack open um, Windows that I run on my iMac in Boot Camp, and so I pop it open, and I download the software, and I'm starting to load stuff up. But what I decided to do, rather than just playing the normal... Um, you know, like making a mixtape, I decide I'm only going to put albums on it. So I go out into the garage and I grab a bunch of my old CDs and I start throwing them in there and listening. I'm listening to albums on this thing, which I thought is really cool. But at the same time, I'm realizing that I don't normally just take the time to sit and listen to an album. So it's changed my listening habits just a little bit, which is nice. Now, the other thing it got me to think is how much of this stuff that I have is still going to be entertaining to me, and how much of it, if they were to take that song and release it today, would still sound good enough, as it was mixed then, to be played on the radio today and possibly become a hit. So I thought, well, let's go back and listen to some old stuff and see if it stands up. So, Kirk, that's when I brought you into the mix and said, hey, are you interested in doing this? And, of course, you uh, you you took the ball and you ran with it because you <laughs> have six different tracks here that you want us to check out and see if, uh, if we think they would still stand up if released today. And I'm not going to say they all will. Right. I just pick some random. Well, not random. I... I, I shortly curated it there you go (laughs) quickly curated it. quickly curated yeah exactly so that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight we're going to go through some old uh some older stuff and we're going to take a listen to it and see if it still stands up today is it something that they could release as is and would it be a hit now of course kirk and i are going to have our opinions And you, the listener, are more than welcome to have your opinion. In fact, we hope that you have an opinion. And what I'd love to see is either comments on our webpage uh, once the show gets posted or coming into the Facebook page and and posting comments on... uh, on the link there that comes in once everything's been posted up. So you've got a few options as far as that's concerned. We want to hear your feedback. Do you think the songs that we are going to play could stand up to today's uh, music tastes. Now, but remember, Chris and I's opinion are the end all be all. Well, that's true. That's true <laughs> yeah. because our ears are perfection. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Kirk, and you okay. tell me which song you want to start with, um, and then tell us why. Maybe. Well, we can either play it first, and then you could tell why, or you could tell why, and then we could play it. All right, we're gonna, I'm actually just going to pull one out of my hat here. Let's start with The Guardian, this old man. Okay. I just listened to the track, and it just it kind of has the same rock sound they're using now. Okay. Uh, 
in a quick listen I took. All right. I mean, would you play that on the on Broken? I would seriously consider playing that song on Broken, honestly. Um, you know, I think that Guardian, when they came out with their last album, they had one song, possibly two, that I think really rocked like the Guardian of old. And, yeah. one, and Paranoia Kills was one of them. And that's yeah. why we told them, absolutely, this has to be your single. Um, yeah. I feel like... Um, it did a good job, uh, like, I feel like they, they played it safe. That's what I'm, that, I guess that's what I'm, is, is they went a little more artistically, and that disappointed me a little bit for that album, because I'm thinking, Guardian, if you guys want to make a comeback, I'm talking, like, Miracle Mile stuff here, you know? And actually, here, I'm going to grab, I have, I have Miracle Mile here. Hang on a second. I'm going to play... The first song from the Miracle Mile album. Uh, do I have it handy? Might need to grab it out of something else. So hang tight with me while I do this. But um, well, go ahead. Good, you know, it, that's off of their Buzz album, which not, was not a big seller, I don't think, for them. Um, it was the no. album following. Honestly, uh, I liked I liked Bottle Rocket better. Yeah, that uh, just. I, I, that's the track I grabbed. Um, yeah, Bottle Rocket was good, and it was heavier overall than this album. Uh, this album, though, Buzz uh, Steve Taylor helped produce it and write some of the songs. Gotcha. Um, uh, which I liked his lyrical additions to that. Uh, I did like the interactive cover too. You can't do that with uh, digital, can you? No, I. Uh, <laughs> I that's Buzz has one of my favorite covers, and actually, I the bees were what was on there when I bought it and I flipped it mm -hmm. around to where it was Buzz Aldrin instead because that was my, I like the buzz cut also. That was, yeah, the buzz cut was nice as well. well I others? can't, there are four of them. What was the fourth one? I don't remember. It's been a long time. I probably have the CD in one of these boxes oh, behind yeah. me, but, uh, I know I, do. I, yeah, I, I don't have it handy on me to be able to dig it out properly. Yeah, three. I don't know. So, and I cannot um, seem to find my, uh, my copy of, uh, miracle. What's Mile the right are you now. looking for? Uh, I was looking for the for the title cut, Doctor Jones and the Kings of Rhythm. All right, I'll get it to you here in just a second. Um, I have been going through and like changing around my 